We were singing some really powerful stuff this morning. Um, the beats are nice. Uh, it's got a nice, a lot of the songs have a nice vibe to them. Uh, I don't know if you like the new song or not. I really like it. Um, but the words of the song are, are, are really, really important. It's not, it's not about the beat. And this is the drama telling you this, okay? So you can accept it as the truth. It's not about the beat. The words that we sing, the words in the songs that we sing are extremely important. It's extremely important. You and I have got a light inside of us. You've got the light of Jesus inside of you. I've got the light of Jesus inside of me. But there's no use, and I'm going to take you back to Sunday school now. There's no use, and you remember the song, hide it under the bush, oh no. No. Hide it under the bush, oh. I'm going to do what? I'm going to let it. There's no use carrying around this light. There's no use, use carrying around the glory that is Jesus Christ, the reflection of the glory of the Father, Father God. There's no use being a vessel walking around carrying this glory and trying to keep it hidden. There's no use having this light inside of you and wanting to, to diminish it to the point where you think that it's just for you, yourself, and nobody else. The power that comes from the glory that's Jesus Christ living inside you and I comes from me sharing that glory. Me sharing that message. Me sharing that good news. Me passing that light on to someone else. That's why when we have things like our cardio mix, we don't want you to come by yourself. We don't want you to pitch up here all on your own. We'd love you to try your very best to bring someone with you because it's at a place like that where someone who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior is able to see, you know what, I've been to an aerobics event before, but there's something different about these people. There's something they carry inside of them, and I want that thing. I want that light. I want that glory. I want to carry it too. You're not meant to hold on to Jesus all to yourself. You're meant to share him. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's go for it. Moving from one level of glory to another. Moving from one level of glory to another. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 41 reads as follows. Phenomenal scripture, fantastic scripture. Um, uh, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I'd never actually seen the scripture before. Or possibly I'd seen it, but it never actually uh, jumped out at me. You know that happens? You, you read a scripture, you read through a passage, you read through a chapter, and there's particular things that jump out at you. So this particular verse never jumped out at me before. Let's read it. There is a glory and a beauty of the sun. That's S-U-N, not S-O-N, right? So there is a glory and beauty of the sun, the sun that's shining today. There's another glory of the moon. The moon, you know the moon, it's, if you look outside, you'll still see it, but just that the, the sun's overpowering it right now. But there's a moon up there, right? So that one, there's another glory of the moon. And there's yet another distinctive glory of the stars. So the stars that you can't see now, but that you, you'll see on a clear night, those stars carry 
another distinct glory. And one star differs from another in glory and brilliance. So what have we established so far? There's a glory in the sun, S-U-N. There's also another glory in the moon. And there's yet another glory of the stars. And even when it comes to the stars, each of those stars differs one from another in glory and in brilliance. Are you with me this morning? Fascinating scripture. And I thought, Lord, what, 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 what is this all about? What are you trying to tell us? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell us as Go Christian Church this morning? What is the scripture all about? And so I took it and I looked at each element one by one. Looked at the sun, looked at the moon, looked at the stars. So the scripture says, the first verse of the scripture says, there's a glory and a beauty of the sun. Let's go to school for just a, just a moment. The sun is by far the most important source of energy for life on earth. The sun is by far the most important source of energy for life on earth. It currently fuses about 600 million tons of hydrogen into helium every single second. That's happening every single second. 600 million tons of hydrogen are being fused every single second into helium. Converting 4 million tons of matter into energy every single second. This is happening on a second by second basis. 400, sorry, 4 million tons of matter are being converted into energy every single second. This energy can take between 10,000 and 170,000 years to escape from the core of the sun and is the source of the sun's light and of its heat. In other words, it is its own source of radiance. Its light radiates from within itself. Are you still with me this morning? It needs no other source of energy, no other source of light, no other combustion engine. It is its own internal source of light and of energy. It is alive, it is active, and it is powerful. I looked at this, I looked at these facts relating to the sun, and I thought for a moment, how does this compare with Jesus, the S-O-N, the son of the living God? Well, when I look at Jesus, I see quite a few similarities between him and the sun that we see up in the sky this morning. Jesus is the only source of everlasting life to you and I here on earth. Jesus is the only source of everlasting life to you and I here on earth. Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Jesus is source. He does not need to tap into any other secondary source of power, secondary source of life, secondary source of energy. Jesus all on his own, he is alive, he's active and he's powerful and he lives forevermore and Jesus is God's glory. All by himself. That's the sun. The next part of the scripture says, and there's another glory of the moon. So the glory of the sun is not the same as the glory of the moon. 
There's another glory of the moon. The moon has a surface that's actually dark. Although compared to the night sky that it appears in, it appears very bright. The reason for this is it has a reflectant surface. Just slightly higher than that of asphalt. The moon can only be seen as a result of the sun's light, S-U-N, reflecting off of its surface. So the reason you and I are able to see the moon is because of the light of the sun that reflects off of the surface of the moon. It does not produce any light of its own. No sun means no light for the moon. So if the sun, S-U-N, goes kaboom one day, there'll be no, there'll be no moon. There'll, we won't be able to see the, the, the light, the so-called light that the moon produces. No sun means no light for the moon. With every daybreak, the moon's light starts to fade away. So as the sun comes up like it did this morning, slowly but surely the light that the moon is providing to us starts to fade away. Let's go to Exodus 34, verse 30 to verse 35. Reading from verse 30. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to approach him. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take off the veil until he came out. When he came out and he told the Israelites what had been commanded by God, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, how his skin shone with a unique radiance. So Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with God again. What was happening here? This is the account of when Moses was receiving instruction. He was going up to Mount Sinai to commune with God and he was receiving instruction. He was receiving the commandments and the ordinances for, for the people of Jesus Christ, for the people of the Lord. He was going and he was meeting with the Father. And every time that he met with the Father and he came back down out of that meeting place, back to the people of Israel, such was the weight, such was the presence, such was the glory of the Lord when Moses met with him that the glory of the Lord was shining, reflecting off of the face of Moses. God's glory could be seen as a reflection off of the face, off of the skin of Moses. In the same way that the sun's light is seen as a reflection on our physical moon. Moses was reflecting God's light. So much so that his own people, those who knew him, actually became terrified. What is this? This is not the same Moses who went up. There's something different about him. We literally can see and we've been terrified by the glory of God reflecting off of his face. Moses, like the moon, was reflecting the glory of God as it reflected on his skin. This is important. 
Moses himself was not radiating the light from within himself. Moses himself was not radiating the glory from within himself. His face and his skin was reflecting the glory of God as he had encountered God. But that glory was not radiating from within Moses. He was reflecting God's glory. Moses was not the source of the glory. Moses was not the source of the light. Now we come to the stars. For at least a portion of its life, a star shines due to thermonuclear fusion of hydrogen into helium in its core. So it's got, it's got the same properties as the sun, essentially. Releasing energy that traverses the star's interior and then radiates into outer space. It has a light and energy source within itself. So every single star that we see out there, it has its own internal light and energy source. Stars are essentially like many suns. Some are bright, some are dim, some burn bright with life and others die out and have their lights extinguished. Each star is different in brilliance and glory. When you look up at the night sky and you have a look at the stars, each individual star is different and brilliant in its own brilliance, its own light, and its own glory. When I look at a picture of stars in the scripture, what immediately comes to mind is the picture of us. The picture of you and I as born-again believers with Christ living on the inside of us. With Christ living on the inside of you and I. We have a life-changing opportunity for a portion of this life here on earth to allow the light of Christ to shine through us brighter and brighter as his representatives here on earth each of us is different in brilliance and glory we've got a light and we've got to let it shine each and every one of us sitting here this morning presuming that we are all born again presuming that we've all received the lord jesus as our personal savior each and every one of us now we who are once dead are now alive we who are once like the moon are now like the stars. We now have an internal light, an internal energy source, an internal glory source, and his name is Jesus. We were once dead in our trespasses and sin, but he who knew no sin took on our sins. Why? So that you and I could have eternal life. We literally moved from death to life. From having no internal source of glory to having Jesus, the reflection of God's glory, living on the inside of us. You and I are not reflecting God's glory the way that Moses did when he came down from Mount Sinai. You and I are radiating God's glory from within. Amen. Jesus is the expression of the glory of God. 
Hebrews chapter 1, reading from verse 3 in the Amplified Bible. The Son, S-O-N, Jesus, the Son is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God. Jesus is the radiance and the only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory. Jesus is the radiance. I'm not radiant because of myself. I'm not radiant because of the way I decided to get dressed this morning. I'm not radiant because today I'm wearing a suit and usually I'm wearing jeans. I'm not radiant because today I used uh, Nivea instead of Dawn. I'm not radiant because today I used Dove instead of Lux. I'm not radiant because today my skin is just looking good, feeling good. I'm not radiant because I had a shave where usually a rock appeared. I'm radiant because the sun is the radiance and Jesus is the only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory. I'm radiant because Jesus is radiant within me. You know, I thought about this example and I thought about this account because it's a true account. And I thought to myself, you know what? When, when, we, when we are kids, when we are a little bit younger, we always think to ourselves, you know, our imagination sort of runs wild with us, right? So we sort of think of things like, wow, imagine if God like showed up in my room. You know what I mean? Like, imagine I could really see Jesus. You know, like how the disciples actually really saw Jesus. You know, what if God really actually showed up one night while I was sleeping, just before I went to bed? You know, what if he rocked up like, and I could physically actually see him. Wow. How awesome would that be if I could have the Moses experience where I could go up into the mountain and there could be a cloud that could envelop me. And then when I see his glory, wow, then I'm glowing and I'm shining and I'm reflecting. Once I was like a child. Once I thought like a child thinks. Now I'm a grown man. Now I know that I would, I would exchange that experience any day of the week. I'd rather have Jesus living inside of me, occupying this temple. I'd rather have his radiance coming from the inside out rather than having this mystical experience of seeing Jesus and reflecting his glory. I tell you now, Moses would rather be you and I sitting here this morning because you and I have something different. You and I are not the moon. You and I are not reflecting anything off of our surface. You and I have the honor and the privilege to radiate Jesus, God's glory, from the inside out. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts. Do you see that? It's God who has shone in our hearts to give to us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God. The light of the knowledge of the glory and the majesty of God clearly revealed in the face of Christ. Clearly revealed in the face of Christ. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a travesty, it's an, it's an injustice when you don't know what you have. It's really an injustice when you don't realize what you carry. 
I've, I've used this example before because maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm hoping that the Lord will send my, one my way. But it's like, it's like seeing a check on the floor and you pick it up and it's a blank check. And it's from someone specific, but it's made out to cash. And I can sort of fill in as many zeros as I want to fill in. Right? If it, I'm just going to tell you now, right? If that happens to me, you probably won't see me for a while. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's a disclaimer. If I pick up a cash, okay, let's make it out to, uh, made out to a million. A million rand made out to cash. Right, that guy who won 145 million, he's feeling generous. He just decides, you know what, as an experiment, I'm going to write out a check for 1 million, but I'm going to make it out to cash. I'm going to make it out to cash. Valid check made out to cash, 1 million rand. And I come across that check. If I don't know what I'm holding in my hand, most probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to be, uh, Tabs, is this yours? Uh, Pastor Taffy, is this yours? Uh, guys, 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 did, has anyone dropped a million rand check made out to cash? If you are the owner of this check, can you please come meet me after the service, please? You know why? Because I don't know what I have. I don't know that because it's made out to cash, dude, all I need to do is rock up there and say, it's me, standing in the need of money. Oh, Mr. Bank Teller, it's me. When you don't know what you have, it's an indictment against you. If we don't know what we carry inside of us, if we don't know that God has given us the light of the knowledge of the glory and the majesty of God clearly revealed in the face of Christ. If we don't know what we have, if we don't know what we carry, we'll never ever use it to its full potential. You will never ever use something to its full potential if you don't know what it is. I have a, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I think it's a Samsung S6 Edge. We'll just add the edge just for effect. <laughs> I've got a Samsung S6 Edge. It's about six or seven, five or six or seven years old, right? It's, 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 it's not the S9 Plus, but it's a Samsung S6 Edge. But up until just a few months ago, I had no idea. I'm going to try to explain this. I had no idea that when someone sends you a voice note, what? Wait, I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you. Tabs. Shh, shh. Don't, don't, don't give it away. When, if I send you a voice, no, a voice note this afternoon, what, what are you going to do? You're going to press play, and then you're going to do this, isn't <laughs> Don't we all do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know? Because I didn't know that if you press play on the voice note and you just hold it to your ear like like a like you're having a like someone has just called you that it will play through the earpiece where you normally listen when someone phones you so yeah we are all going like this looking in fact we first look for where the speaker is we look for those little holes oh it's there we all do that we don't know what we have we don't know what our phones are able to do that's why we do that. 
So you'll never ever use your cell phone to its fullest potential because you don't know what you actually have. Here's another one. It's a freebie just for you. I didn't know that on your keyboard of your, of your phone, well, my phone, anyway, I don't know about your phone. Maybe you've got a Huawei. But on my phone, do you know that all you need to do, you know you don't have to type each individual letter? Like H-E-L-L-O. Hello. How? H-O. Where's W again? W. Do you know that you can literally draw across the keyboard? You can, you can keep your finger on the keyboard continuously without lifting it and just go from H to O to W and the word how will appear. In other words, you don't have to lift your, your finger off of the keyboard. You just draw a line across. The other, in other words, your, guys, this is cool. In other words, the cell phone detects which letters you actually intend to stop on. So it won't, so if you go from H and you pass a few letters, it won't pick up every single letter that you pass while your finger is scrolling over them. It only picks up the one you stop at, and then when you go over a few more, it picks up the one you stop at. It ignores the others. Yeah, carry on, carry on. We'll find out things together, me and you. Amen. We've been wasting seconds and milliseconds lifting our finger typing out individual letters on keyboards. If you don't know the purpose, if you don't know what you carry, if you don't know what your stuff can actually do, if you don't know that you carry the glory of God, if you don't know that he doesn't live in, in temples made out of brick and mortar anymore and that he now resides in you, the fleshly temple, if you don't know that, you'll never use him to his fullest potential. Let me come back. Jesus himself, just a few points to note, just a few points to note for those who might be taking notes. Jesus himself is the glory of God. Jesus himself is the glory of God. God's glory is revealed in Jesus. Jesus is the radiance and the only expression of the glory of God. If you go out there and you, like, like, like I was going to use Nomisa, she's not here now, I'll get permission later. But if you go out there and you're purchasing a new vehicle, the, 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 if the sales guy is really good at what he does, he'll ask you, he'll be like, sir, I see you're interested in X, Y, and Z. Do you know that um, for, a, for a minuscule extra $39.99 per month, you can also add, you've also got the option to add whatever, this. And do you know that it also comes with this other optional extra gadget? And do you know that if you just add a little bit more, sir, really it's not much, I promise you. If you just add a little bit more, you're actually able to get this, which is actually in the next model, and other people will, won't know that you have what they're still waiting for. Do you know that you can have this optional extra? You see, he's, he's a very good salesman, right? He's, he's pitching, he's no longer pitching what you saw and what you like, he's now pitching you with the optional extras. These are the optional extras. When it comes to Jesus, when it comes to his glory, Jesus is not an optional extra. He's the whole deal. I'll say it again. Jesus is not an optional extra. Jesus is the whole deal. I can't want to be doing stuff, uh, game changer, world shaker, 
making, making things happen, doing things out there for him without him. He's not an optional extra. He's the whole deal. In the same way that a, that a river cannot say to its source from which it actually stems, I don't need you anymore. So too, you and I, who want to go from glory to glory, can't do so without Jesus. We can't be like a river that says to its source, I don't need you anymore. I want to function as an independent river from now onwards. I don't need a source anymore. It will run dry without a source. You and I can't operate as independent agents out there and think we don't need his glory. We don't need Jesus. He's part and parcel. He comes with the package. He is the whole deal. Amen. The destiny of the believer is to shine brighter and brighter. For some reason, I just... You, 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 by now, you guys understand me, right? When I, when I hear words, I think in music. So if I hear you say to me, shine brighter, what song is going to come to mind? Shine bright. Like you, all right, cool. It's fine. As long as we're on the same page, it's fine. It's fine. So you and I, long before Rihanna even came up with those lyrics, you and I, scripturally, publicly, have already been uh, preordained, predestined, that you and I, for as long as we exist and live on planet Earth, you and I will shine brighter and brighter and ever brighter. There is, there's a reason for this, guys. Again, I'm going to take you back to Sunday school. As we lift up the name of Jesus, he draws people in, Right? As the praises go up, the blessings come down. As we lift him up, as we glorify him, as we glorify him, his spirit draws people in. He does the work. He does the niggling at the heartstrings. He does the convicting. He, he causes people to want to come in. Your job and my job is to continuously allow his light that's within us to shine ever brighter. Proverbs 4 and verse 18. But the part of the just, that's you and I, is like the light of dawn. The light of the dawn, the breaking of a new day. That shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in that perfect day. You know what the perfect day is. You and I are pressing towards the mark. We, we, we're striving for perfection. But on that day when you and I are caught up with him. On that day when he comes back for his bride. On that day that will be the perfect day. That's when we will achieve perfection. But until then our assignment is very simple. Jesus is living inside of you. Yes you are an imperfect being. But you've got the Messiah, the chosen one, the only begotten of the Father living on the inside of you. Your assignment is very simple. Allow him in and through you to shine brighter and brighter until that perfect day comes. That's your assignment. That's my assignment. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 1 to verse 18, Paul contrasts the effects of our salvation with what happened to Moses when, when he encountered God's glory on Mount Sinai. When Moses came down from the mountain after the giving of the law, the glow on his face was so terrifying that he had to put a veil over his face. Exodus 34, 29 to verse 33. 
Yet, that was a relatively weak and diminishing glory. It was also a reflected glory, not a radiating glory. We've touched on that already. In contrast, the glory which shall be revealed in you and I, in us, this is where we're at. We in Romans 8.18. In contrast, the glory which shall be revealed in us, Romans 8 and verse 18, is an ever-growing ever glory that is not reflected but comes straight from within. It's an ever-growing glory and it's not reflected but it comes straight from within you and I because of Jesus on the inside. For I consider from the standpoint of faith, I can stop right there. We've already spoken about, Jesus, about how Jesus is the whole deal. You can't make this consideration from any other standpoint. You must make this consideration from the standpoint of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. The foundation of your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God the Father, your relationship with his Holy Spirit is the standpoint of faith. You must have first believed that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must first believe that he once died and on the third day he arose and that he is alive and that he reigns forevermore. For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. That's important. That's important. The sufferings of the present life are happening, guys. It's happening. It's real. It's happening. It's happening all around us. I don't know why I find myself talking so much about the petrol price, but it's going up again. It's happening, guys. It's reality. Welcome to South Africa. Right? It's happening again. Yesterday, here I am in the middle of finalizing my preparation for today. Eskom. Tish. Poof. Gone. No more Eskom. The sufferings of the present life are happening, guys. You can't have a cup of tea as and when you please. It's subject to when ESCOM decides to supply you with electricity or not supply you with electricity. The sufferings of this present life are happening. However, when I do a comparison to the glory that's about to be revealed to us and in us, when I do a comparison with the glory that I carry inside of me, when I do a comparison and say, hey guys, never mind, bank balance zero, bank balance not zero, it doesn't matter, hallelujah, Jesus. When I do a comparison to the glory that I carry inside of me, sufferings one side. Literally, it's sufferings one side. Lord, I've run out of data in the middle of the month, during the people, never mind, sufferings one side. Can someone say amen to that? Because I've got a big amen there. In the middle of the month. Hey, now you're looking for Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, wherever you can find her. Hey, guys, is there a hotspot? Yeah. You'd swear we're talking about the latest club scene. Guys, have you got a hotspot? Is there a hotspot? Yeah. It's so funny. The first thing we do when we... Um, when we get into our, our, our different venues for, for the course that I'm currently doing um, at Vitz Business School, 
the first thing everybody does, everybody whips out their cell phones whenever they get to the venue and they start looking around. If the paper's not in front of you, if it's not on your desk that says this is your Wi-Fi password, then people start looking around. It must be on the wall somewhere, surely, surely. Jesus, we need a Wi-Fi password and we need it now, Lord. Lord, Wi-Fi. And in other parts of Africa, it's free. It's free. Hmm? But we're the leader on the continent, right? Yet we have to pay for data. But all the stuff we go through, man, and we go through stuff. We go through real stuff. We go through real challenges, you know? Um, people that we know and love are hospitalized. We lose people close to us. We go through real stuff. Life happens. But when I do a comparative study, when I, when I compare what's happening on the inside of me, when I look at what this, this, this treasure that I have inside of me, when I look at Jesus radiating from the inside of me out, then I, then I, do, I, I do what the psalmist does. I bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me blesses the Lord who's within me. I bless the God inside of me. I give glory to the glory who's living inside of me. I can't help it. We can't experience the glory of Jesus and not experience lasting change. You and I cannot experience the glory of Jesus and yet we don't experience lasting change. I'm going to go a little bit quicker. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 to verse 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah, Jesus. We'll experience that uh, in abundance on Friday at Ignite and everybody will be there. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is liberty, emancipation from bondage, true freedom. And we all with unveiled or open faces, unveiled open face, continually seeing and beholding as if we're looking in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We can't say that we're having an encounter with Jesus and we are walking away exactly the same as before we met him. Not only are we changed at that moment when we give our lives to Jesus, but we are also progressively, progressively being transformed. The transformation job is not over yet. As I stand before you, I'm not done yet. As I stand before you, God's not finished with me yet. The work is still taking place. We are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. The Spirit of God changes us from one level to another. If we allow him, if we do not grieve God's Holy Spirit, and if we do not hinder his work in us. The Greek word that's translated uh, into beholding means looking at a reflection, looking in a mirror, or looking at a reflection in a mirror. In the King James Version, it says beholding as in a glass. Unlike the Israelites, we get, the ex we get to experience the fullness of God's glory through Jesus living inside of us, changing us from the inside out. The word open is the Greek word anakalupto. That was a good, good try. 
anakalupto, which means to unveil, to uncover, or to disclose. However, the Greek tense doesn't refer to a one-time unveiling, but to a veil that once lifted remains lifted forever, in other words, that brings about a lasting change. One of the key differences between Moses' experience and what you and I are experiencing today is every single time that Moses would lift his veil to commune with God, when he had to come back down, he'd have to put the veil on again. And so to so it would be, happen again. He'd go up again, lift the veil, come back down to the people again, put the veil on again. That's not what you and I are experiencing. What you and I are experiencing is once the veil has been lifted, it remains lifted forever, continuously. In other words, it brings about lasting change. Again, the word changed is the Greek word metamorpho. It, it is a compound of the words meta and morpho. The, words, the word meta carries the idea of an exchange, so you exchange something, while the word morpho is the, is the Greek word for a person's outward form. So you change, you exchange your outward form. Paul uses this in 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. There's no doubt that the word changed speaks of an actual real trans transformation of our hearts and of our minds. We can experience lasting change if we sincerely desire it. We can move upward and into the glory that God has prepared for us as we continue to radiate the image of Jesus Christ. We are manifesting Christ living in and through us to the world out there. To the world out there. There isn't a clearer picture of Jesus Christ to the world out there than you and I. Our faces are not veiled. Therefore, the world should see the gospel of Jesus Christ radiating through us from one degree of glory to another. We know that one day we will see his face. 1 Corinthians tells us this in verse 13. Sorry, chapter 13 and verse 12. For now in this time of imperfection, that's where we are right now. For now in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle and an enigma. But then on that day when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then on that glorious day, I will know fully just as I have been fully known by God. There's coming a day, ladies and gentlemen, where we will see him, where we will meet him face to face. One day we will be instantly transformed into his complete likeness. 1 John 3 and verse 2. We know that when he comes and he is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him. As his children, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is in all of his glory. 1 Corinthians 26 verse, to verse 29. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 26 to verse 29. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world 
to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring, to, to bring to nothing the things that are. Why has God chosen to do all of this? For one simple, simple reason. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Jesus is the glory and he wants all of the glory. God doesn't need you and I on stage being the main event, being the main act. He does not want to be, listen to me closely, Jesus, the Lord of hosts, the King of kings, the El Shaddai and the Elohim does not want to be your opening act. He doesn't want to be your Trevor Gumbi to Trevor Noah. He doesn't want to open up for you and then you are the main event. He says, I do all of these things. I use the foolish things to confound the wise. I use those things that are despised. Why do I do this? I do this so that the, at the end of the day, everyone who sees what's happening can say, wow, surely Stuart couldn't have done this all by himself. He must have had assistance. He must have had angelic assistance. Therefore, no flesh should glory in his presence. It can't be about me. It's got to be about the glory of Jesus Christ living inside of me. God has to get the glory. Amen. Just in closing and then I'm done. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! I love that honesty. I won't even look in that direction. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, you know who's got roast chicken and chicken kebabs and stuff going on at home? Hallelujah. Haggai 2, verse 6 to verse 9. For thus says the Lord of hosts, and I'll skip all of that stuff in the middle. Let's go to verse 9. Actually, I like verse 8 as well. This is God speaking. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former glory, says the Lord of hosts. Now what was happening here in Haggai, uh, the children of God were rebuilding uh, this specific temple. In fact, the temple that, that Solomon had built, the one that Solomon had, had constructed. Um, and they were, uh, what was interesting is, those who were busy doing the rebuilding of the temple, of the new temple, some of them, uh, they, there were some older people there who were old enough to remember what the first temple actually looked like, right? So you can just imagine Solomon, when he does things, he does things big, right? Go big or go home. So there were people who actually could remember what the original temple, what the first temple looked like, how beautiful it was, how, 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 how splendid it was, how wonderful it was to look at, the, 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 the gems that were most probably there, the gold, and etc. There were, there, were, there were people who could remember, wow, this is how it used to look. This is how it looked once before. And some of those same people were now on the new project, on the new building of the new temple. And they were looking at what was being built. 
And they became discouraged because literally they were doing a comparison. They were saying, you know what, man? The previous temple was a seven-bedroom, three different bathrooms. Uh, it had a bidet, and it had three garages, and it had a, a, a door that spoke to you, and you stood at the front, and man, you could, you could wake up your kids just by pressing this. And but, but, but man, the current one, this one that God is asking us to build, man, it doesn't even have DSTV. They were doing a comparison. And they were literally discouraging themselves. They were depressing themselves. And so the Lord of hosts steps in and he says, listen guys, listen guys, listen guys, listen guys, before we go down this road, allow me to assure you that the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this house, the latter house, the one you're currently building now, I guarantee you that the glory of this house will be greater than the former house. What you've seen before, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Actually, let's, 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 let's go to verse 7. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the, with the desirable precious things of all nations. And I will fill this house with glory and splendor, says the Lord. He says, don't worry about what you're seeing now. Don't worry about the outward appearance now. I'll shake the very nations. I'll shake the heavens and the earths, the sea and the dry land. Hallelujah, Jesus. And nations will come here with every desirable and precious thing you could possibly think of. And the glory of this house will be far greater than the glory of the former house. I've come to say to you, I've come to declare to you, Go Christian Church. I declare to you this morning that the glory of this local assembly will be greater than it's ever been in the past. I've come to declare to you that the glory levels of this assembly and of each of us as individual as well as collective members of this local assembly will be greater than it has ever been before. Not because of me, not because of any gimmicks, not because of any tricks, not because now our pastor is seen on national television, not because of any of those things, but because God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, is getting ready to shake the nations. He's getting ready to shake the heavens and the earth for you and I. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's getting ready to call forth people that you and I never thought we'd ever get to meet. Presidents will walk through that door. Ministers will walk through that door. Prime ministers will walk through that door. And they'll come bearing gifts. They'll say, go Christian church. We don't know who you are. We don't know where you come from. But we've been, there's been a shaking in the UK. There's been a shaking in Israel. There's been a shaking in the Congo. And with that shaking came a word. Go to the corner of Logan Avenue, hallelujah Jesus, and John Foster. Hallelujah Jesus. The glory of this house, you have to prepare yourself for where we're going. The glory of this house will be greater than anything you've experienced anywhere else. In any other, any other local assembly. And it will all be for one specific purpose. Because people in Europe and people in the rest of Africa and people in Donald Trump's kingdom will look 
this side, they look to South Africa, they look to Gauteng, and they look at Centurion, and they'll ask themselves, what's going on there, guys? What's going on there? God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. He'll use those things that the rest of the world despises. People will sit there and they'll say, really, Africa? Africa, Africa? Is God really using Africa, Africa? And we'll say, and we'll say yes. God is really truly using Africa, Africa. And his name will be glorified in that. His name will be glorified in that. That out of Africa, out of South Africa, the glory and the splendor radiates and the glory of this house will be far greater than anything we've ever experienced anywhere else. Can someone say amen? amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can we stand this morning? Amen. I didn't manage to get through all of it this morning, amen, but um, I would just encourage you uh, just to make sure that you go onto our, our website, gochurch.co.za, and make sure that you get uh, the PDF. Make sure if you need to listen to this again that you do so. Amen. If you need to share this with someone, if you need to, to share on our YouTube, YouTube channel this or any other message. Amen. Just to encourage someone. Hallelujah out there. I encourage you to do so this morning. The latter glory is Jesus himself dwelling in our midst, living in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. We might say that this is his present glory upon us. This is the glory of the new covenant. The question now for you and I, even as we stand here, based on what we've heard is to ask ourselves what we should be doing how we should be praying. Lord, what should I be saying and doing in order for me to be a habitation of your glory? In order for me to be a vessel of honor and of glory for you? Lord, am I getting in the way of myself? Am I getting in the way of what you want to do in and through me? Am I the one, Lord, diminishing your glory in my life am i the one getting in my way are the things that i'm doing lord lord jesus sins that i've made myself so familiar with so accustomed to so relaxed around that by doing so and by entertaining those sins and those weights that so easily beset me i myself am getting in the way of what you want to do in and through me I myself am, am diminishing the levels of glory within my own life. The easiest one to blame is the devil. He's always suspect number one. But if we do an introspection this morning, most likely each and every one of us would be able to find something that we'd be able to say, Lord, you know what, if, 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 it means, if it means me getting rid of this thing, this pet peeve, this pet sin that I've made, I've gotten so comfortable with it, Lord. I've, I've made it a permanent establishment, a permanent dwelling in my life.
Father God, if it means that me getting to my next level of glory means me getting rid of this thing once and for all, then Father, based on what I've heard this morning, I don't want to be stuck at level 2 or level 3. I don't want to have received you as Lord and Savior and yet, Lord, I'm, I'm seemingly hitting an invisible ceiling, a glass ceiling. I don't seem to be able to get to my next level of glory. Father, if it means me getting rid of this thing once and for all, then Lord Jesus, I'm willing to do that.